Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit, trouble, and magic, the gathering. I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job? a bad job, or maybe I shouldn't quit my day job. Not like I ask each and every single episode, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. I don't know where it is. Could be down here, over there, maybe up here, up there. I don't care where you're watching. Maybe it could be on Twitter, Twitch, here on YouTube, Facebook, or uh, maybe you're listening. Maybe you're listening on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts. That's right. I got my audio podcast. So if you can't watch or look at this handsome face, at least you can listen to my wonderful voice, uh, bringing you the best magic the gathering content now uh like hitting this these these follow like subscribe button is really important because of the algorithms you probably hear it all the time on all these channels there's a reason it's just if you like the show if you like the content and you want to share it with other people that's the best way to do it and also word of mouth tell your friends and family if you like the show they may like the show so i want to introduce the young lady who's been with me on day one she does the little graphics like this graphic over here, the one right there. And then she does other things for me. Uh, you know, uh, she's the one who I call the ravishing one. Let's bring in the ravishing Renata. How you doing there, ravishing? I'm doing quite good. Well, thank you for being here this evening. I know we had some technical difficulties for quite some time now, but it is what it is. Here we are. We're doing the show. And I want to sit there, you know, you know, Halloween happened, you know, the spooks and this and that, like, woo, all the frightening stuff happened. But now it's time to give thanks. It's almost that Thanksgiving time, right, Ravishing? Yes, I hear you may have something to. Uh, for the listeners, for the viewers, they, they the may boo be crew. for the boo crew where they may be thankful. And it's, you know, thanks to the Ravishing one who I should give thanks to because the fact we want to thank you, Boo Crew. We really want to. You, We've been here for, this is going on our second year, is it? I believe so. This is our second year pushing content, making and educating people about spirits. And thanks to the Ravishing One, uh, she's like, while you're at SEG Philly, get something for the Boo Crew. So here it is. Ready? Before Christmas, she allowed me to purchase this, and she's had give it out to a lucky member of the boo crew here it is i'm going to be giving away this commander set right here it's the phantom uh, premonition with raynor the ever watchful she found it said give it away and like the chili pepper say uh i will give it away now not well not right now but later speaking of edh also uh while i was there i made a lot of friends met a lot of the boo crew out there but i made friends with a young man named dylan from play to win i don't know if you've heard of these people this young man or his you know his friends but he makes cedh content now you're like i know edh i know commander cedh is competitive elder dragon highlander I made friends with this young man, and I'm hoping to have him on. I'm hoping to have Dylan on so we can sit there and discuss spirits potentially being slightly competitive in EDH. Wouldn't it be fun to have a commander deck and go, woohoo, 
Right, Ravishing? Yeah, sounds spectacular. Spooktacular. <laughs> I love it. It's it's kind of creepy. With that being said, I want to also thank for the season of thank and you know being thankful. Thank you, Ravishing, for allowing me to go. I know you wish you wanted to be there. Yeah, but I was I was home working and I was also home working hard on some new content. New content. Let me just tell you new stuff for the new match at the gathering player. And then on top of that, uh, uh she's been working on some new merch that i know you know we both know that you're going to definitely want to get your hands on and uh i'm going to do it before black friday or before cyber monday as well so we're excited about that so with that being said ladies and gentlemen the pleasantries are over and done with our homework is done it is now time for us to sit there and talk about seg philly let me just tell you i had a great time there like i said i met a lot of people met a lot of you out there and let me just tell you when I first said, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to SEG Philly and I want to play Azoria Spirits. And I asked, I put I put a, a vote out there and I said, you know what? I want to know what you, the boot crew, wanted me to play, right? I was like, either I play Pioneer or Modern. Well, you guys spoke and you said Pioneer. Well, I did play Pioneer. And luckily I, I had a chance of playing Modern. But let me just tell you. I kicked names and took ass, okay, when it came to Pioneer. And that's right. You heard right. Because many of you were out there, do I play mono blue snow? Go out there and play bent. Play the traditional decks that actually go out there and win. We know mono blue snow gets out there really quick, draws a couple cards here and there, and just pummels the opponent and keeps your opponent on the back foot. Well, Bant, on the other hand, uh, plays creatures here and there, and then all of a sudden Coco comes out, uh, collective company, and next thing you're vomiting creatures out onto the battlefield, and your opponent's wishing they get you had Pepto-Bismol. Right? Not me. I was like, you know what? I want to go tempo. I want to put some creatures out early in the early game, and then interact with my opponent and making, making them say, man, that's a bunch of bullshit. Fortunately, I was wearing me. I was wearing that bushy t-shirt, which you can find at the merch store. So let's get into the deck, shall we? Ravishing, why don't you bring up the first slide? And here's the deck list that I used at SEG Philly. Now, here, here's the details of what and how I did at SEG Philly. Officially, I went 2-0-1. Oh, because the end opponent said, hey, let's split because... You know, I want to have some points, and there's stuff I want to get at the SEG uh, store. I was like, okay, whatever. But I still want to play around the magic. Well, official, unofficially, I ended up going three and O with this deck list. So whoever says Azorius, mm, it may not play as well as its kin or the other flavors of spirits, but it still wins. So let's look at the deck list. We had 26 creatures, four Mausoleum Wanderer, four Spectral Sailor, four Rattle Chains, two Selfless Spirit. I know that's a, you know, like, what, what? Two Shacklegeist. I know some of you are like scratching your heads there. Four Supreme Phantom, two Nambelgast Tailed, and then four Spell Queller. Now, if you look in the one mana spot, I had a total of eight creatures. Now, everything else, I was like, you know what? How do I feel? I put 12 two-mana creatures in. 
And then from that point on, I put six three mana creatures. I I took the thoughts and I I, I said, what makes mono blue great? It has small creatures. It puts out the creatures out quick, and then smash, 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 and then. I draw a couple cards, smash, 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 draw more cards, smash, smash, smash. I went with that same premise. But, <coughs> excuse me, I did the same thing as Bant because there's a hint of interaction right there with Spell Queller, with Rattle Chains, and I can screw over my opponent with Noble Gas Herald. Very nice. Now let's look at the spells. I ran to slip out the back well let me just tell you i'm going to talk about this card later but that's a chef's kiss right there two lofty denial three geist light snares that's our uh uh interaction right there i ran five auras one combat research and four curious obsession what can you say i'll get to it I ran 22 land, four hollowed fountain, four a dark our waste. Love that card. Two henge gate pathways and mist gate pathways. You know how they work. One Ottawa soaring city, one Ajanjo seat of the empire, six islands, and then two planes. Now, some of you are like, 22 land? Understand, I, I originally had in my concept 24 because I didn't want to. Uh, be screwed down and go i don't have enough mana and 22 was the perfect number for me perfect i never felt flooded and i never felt that i was in a drought it was very nice now my sideboard i ran three portable hole two rest in peace two settle the wreckage uh, two aether gust two disdainful stroke two mystical disputes very nice. And then two brazen bars slash petty theft. Now I know some of you are going, whoa, 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 whoa there. Whoa there, Dwight. Brazen borrow in the side? No, 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 my friend. That should be in the main. What are you thinking? Have you lost your minds? Have you gone bonkers? Maybe. Maybe, maybe I have. But let me just tell you, they never, I never, never, never needed to use them. I felt comfortable enough in the sideboard where if I felt truly overpowered that I could grab this card, I could grab Petty Theft and play it and then eventually play the Brazen Borrower and attack for three. Let me just tell you, I truly loved how this, this deck feels. But my thing is, this is a warning, warning. For you to play this deck efficiently, you have to know how it plays in modern. You have to know how the key interactions and when to attack and when to be defensive, when to go all in and when to be restrain yourself and be patient. This isn't, you know, like I say, not mono blue snow where you just go, 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 or, you know, uh, bent and you put a little here, put a little there, and guess what? Spirits everywhere. This, this particular style of deck, you need tons of patience and of resolve. You have to have a steely resolve. So let's look at what I did. Oh, 
Look at this. Oh, Ravishing, why don't you tell them what we have here? We um, have our MTG Ectoplasm merch store where you can find all our T-shirts, uh, custom designs, and coffee mugs. We have Boot Crew shirts available. You can find them at www.mtgectoplasm.com. The shirts come in all sizes and colors for men and women. And like I said, there's a very, very special shirt that we've created for different flavors. That's all I'm going to say like that. I, I'm excited. I, I personally want to get all three for me. So check it out. Get your, you know, support the show, get your Brew Crew shirt, and then get one of these other ones to help the show. Because without you, the listening and viewing audience, you, the Boo Crew, this would mean nothing. So, Reverend, let's get to the next slide, shall we? And get to the meat and potatoes of this. In the first game, I played against Red Green Stompy. Now, I've done an episode on this. I told you originally what what Watsy was going to create. I told you that there were the pre-cons coming out months ago that Red Green Stompy was going to be a thing. And guess what? They did come out. And guess what? I kicked its ass. I went 2-1. And the reason why is because, guess what? I had my opponent literally game one, smashing him, smashing him, smashing him. I won. Game two, he was on the play. He was at one life. One life. And he took out my mousing and wonder. It brought tears to my eye. It made me want to weep. I, I got weepy eyes. I almost had that one. He was at one. I tasted victory. I had it right on all my lips and it fell. It disappeared. But then on game three, I ended up taking it. No answers about it. The secret really is what I did here in the sideboard. What I did is I sideboarded in portable hole, three of them. I sideboarded in the Aether Gust. Now you're going to go, okay, the Aether Gust, that makes sense because you're playing red green. What's it do? It puts red or green permanent on top of its library. Okay. That, or sorry, on the top or bottom. Okay. Not a problem. But portable hole, what were you using the portable hole for? Now, this comes back to my friend, uh, the Brazilian Spirit Master, Remf. Uh, He and I discussed a while ago, excuse me, when he used to play with Bant, why he would use Portable Hole. And he would actually go after an opponent's mana dorks. And I thought to myself, isn't this a perfect opportunity? This red-green stompy deck has mana dorks, and it uses it to get out the bigger creatures. So if I took out his mana dorks, they're just dorks. <laughs> they do nothing. They're just sitting there twiddling their thumbs. So what I ended up removing was one combat research, three sky slight snare, and then one uh, noble gas herald. Now you're going to go, hold on, hold on, hold on. You pulled out the gas light snare? Have you lost your mind? I mean, that's countering. Why would you remove countering? Well, if you would have looked at my deck list, okay, realistically and honestly, I already had Lofty Denial in there. I had uh, Spell Queller. It allowed me to get and deal with the damage with those creatures. I felt that Gaslight Snare itself didn't put itself in a good position because guess what? It's three mana. And most of the time, 
honestly and realistically, I didn't get combat research. I rarely ended up getting curious obsession for those reasons. And because the fact that there's no guarantee that I could pay for one and more than likely I'm paying for two, or even if I'm paying for two, it was the better card. No combat research. It was a one-off and I put it in there because the fact that, you know, if I have four curious obsession, what's one combat research is, is that bad? And then double guest Herald. I took it out because the fact that it's a three mana creature, I wanted to go lower to the ground. I wanted to sit there and put cards that were one or two mana, like portable hole, like ether gust stuff that I can interact. Fine. I went from 26 creatures to 25. But I ended up putting in five cards with their interaction with the opponent. I took away their mana source, and I sit there and put one of their fatties on the bottom of their library. And I'm sitting here chuckling inside, going, <laughs> uh, uh, "I know you're thinking inside your head that's a bunch of wushi." And I ended up winning. Portable hole, honestly, is the real deal. Love portable hole, aether gust. I, 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 I'm, I'm questioning even considering putting three now. Now, what was the weakest card? Honestly and realist, realistically to me, it was Noel Gust Herald. It was Combat Research. Could I have used Gaslight? Yeah, but it never, never materialized the way I wanted it to. But the gameplay was fun. The secret is put your, put your one mana creatures out. The fun part was putting my Muslim Wanderer out there and then putting my uh, self, uh, you know, uh, selfless spirit to protect it. And they're like, oh, that sucks. Or putting, you know, the Muslim Wanderer out there, you know, attacking and next thing they're trying to blow up by the Muslim Wanderer. But and then I mean, uh, I'm protecting it with my rattle chains. And they're sitting there like, oh, 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 oh man. And then the next turn, uh, uh, well, I'm going to target your uh, 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 Muslim Wanderer again because you're not going to let me to play spells. And then, oh, spell caller. Very nice. Very delicious. I wanted to taste my opponent's tears. Now, one key card that I really found fun was Ottawa Soaring City because I was able to bounce back a card back to my opponent's hand and they're looking at me like i was gonna attack and try to win with this card i was like well you could want and have you know factual stuff happen what's gonna actually happen the factual stuff or the want i want world peace i want the end of poverty and world hunger realistically it's gonna take a lot of us to change that but I ended up kicking his ass. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> now, let's look at game two, shall we? Game two was a blue improvised deck. And I know you're like, Dwight, what the hell is a improvised deck? This young man, okay, he, he made a rogue deck. And the rogue deck was evil, 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 evil. I guess I ended up going 2-0, but... It almost came down to time where he would sit there and bounce my creatures back or he'd constantly try to counter my creatures, you know, or make them do something that I didn't want to do. It was, it was just really bad. 
and but at the same time he was sitting there drawing cards putting stuff here putting uh, i i gotta find this deck i really i want to try to find it out there but this blue improvised deck let me just tell you i think the young man ended up going to one or one one and one i'm not i, I don't want to speak for the young man but he the way he played it he played it like a stradivarius it was very beautiful to watch but it it, it added a lot more gray to me and the secret once again with azorius is putting out my small creatures putting out my selfless you know my uh my Muslim wanderer, my spectral sailor, protecting with the rattle chains, and then coming out of nowhere with the selfless spirit. Very nice. And then working the key interactions. Now, one thing I could tell you is this this is the one of the matchups that slip out the back was wonderful. Now, I'm seeing this played in other decks, and I'm like, eh, I don't know okay fine it like it phases and you get a plus one plus one uh okay i i don't know uh, you know what for ish and giggles i'll give it a try and let me just tell you when this young man was trying to attack attack i was like well boom no that doesn't and now i'm gonna come at you or you're gonna try to come at one of my creatures boop no my thing phases out and you're now screwed let me just tell you, slip out the back. I'm going to discuss that a little later. So this is what I pulled out. I uh, I ended up pulling out uh, uh, the combat research and pulled out the Nebel Gas Tailed, and I put in the two Mystic Dispute. That's what I did here. So if you're wondering what the hell's going on, like I said, combat research and Nebel Gas Tailed were the weak points in this deck. But mystical dispute, especially going against a blue improvised deck, only makes sense because oh, I only got to pay one mana to counter something. And at the very end, he he draw. It's a long. It was a very controlled type game. And let me just tell you, I had fun beating this young man. But he was very very knowledgeable, and I wish him future success on trying to make blue improvise uh, an actual thing in competitive play. Now. The last deck, the last deck I ended up playing is the one of the more popular decks, tier one deck. And what is it? Oh, it's Rakdos Midrange. That's right. I went toe to toe with Rakdos Midrange and I went two one. Now you're going to go, hold on. I, Dwight, we want to hold your feet to the fire. You can, you can, I, I have no problem with that. But I beat that player 2 1. Unofficially 3 0, officially 2 0 and 1. What I ended up doing is I put in rest, uh, two rest in peace, two, uh, three settle the wreckage, and uh, two eighth august. I ended up removing the combat research, the sh uh, the Geistlight snare, and then the one double gas herald. Now, to me, pulling out the double gas herald hurt because the fact that. When it comes to this matchup, what does your opponent do? They like to dig and take out stuff from your hand and then constantly destroy all the creatures that you have on the battlefield. Yeah, that's true. This is what actually happens. But the secret is that's where I'm running 26 creatures. I realistically was in the thought process of running 28, but I was like, it's a bit much. I'll just put, like I said, the uh, the uh, fairy, uh, was the, the brazen barrer 
in the sideboard just in case if I needed more creatures. And realistically and honestly, I didn't need the more creatures because the more he tried to deal with my creatures, I ended up protecting, protecting with what? Mausoleum Wander by countering. I ended up using the selfless spirit to sit there and make sure my creatures had indestructible. I made sure that I could uh, use my rattle chains or the spell queller to make sure the spells that he tried to do against me got done, not done at all. Nil, ninch, nada. The hard part was making sure my early game, my 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 quick stuff early stayed on the board. Most of the time, most people are like, okay, not a problem. I'll, I'll let it die. Not me. Not me because I knew every creature was important. Every creature was important to me. Put Muslim Wanderer out there, you know. It's like, okay, turn to, you know, they end up going through my, you know, looking through my hand. Okay, we'll pull this card. Okay, that sucks. You know what? Now I'll attack. Okay, now they're trying to destroy it. Well, now I'll play Rattle Chains. Nothing. Next you know, they're digging more cards out of my hand. And then next thing you know, that freaking stupid Titan. Thank God. Thank God for rest in peace. That Titan said, that Titan hit the graveyard. That Titan said, bye-bye. Nevermore. Nevermore, my dear Eleanor, as as uh, Edgar Allan Poe would say in The Raven. The secret, honestly. The, I, I don't understand why Spirit Play, like, I understand why Mono Blue would be suffering. I understand why Bant has the advantage because it has more creatures. But the secret, the God's honest secret to Rakdos midrange is this. Put out your creatures quick. Hit, hit, hit. Protect, protect, protect. I know it's I know it can be intimidating. But if you could sit there and go, oh, you know, uh, here's your Titan that's gonna sit there and smash me. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna Aether Gust on you. Yeah. Well, uh-uh. it's, no, it's, it's not gonna do its thing. I have rest in peace. That no. The best part is that I settled, settled the wreckage once, once, and, and it was delightful. They were attacking. They thought they got the victory. I'm like, put up, uh, settle the wreckage. And they're looking at me like, are you kidding me? And they're like, they, they started counting the power on my side and they're going, that's a selfless spirit too, isn't it? Like, yes, that, that's a selfless spirit. So if you try to deal with my my creatures i can self sacrifice myself with spirit give all my creatures you know indestructible and you basically lose the game no matter what the guy ended up shaking my hand and going thank god you know we split and in front of me in the beginning i was like thank god i split in the beginning because here's rakdos midrange i gotta go toe-to-toe with this thing damn it but seeing how to beat Rakdos midrange, ladies and gentlemen, Boo Crew, you can do it. If I can do it, if I can do it with this Azorius deck, which is considered a tier two deck, a bottom tier two deck, that is. You're telling me you can't win with a type one sit there, mono blue snow, or a bant built? 
I'm going to be sincere with you. There's tons and tons of content out there right now by Andre Segura and Renf out there to sit there and show you the keys to victory to getting both and getting by and winning against these decks. But I'm I'm going to I'm going to be the third person out there. You can win. What it takes is knowing what's in that deck, your opponent's deck, the key interactions with their deck, and understand how your deck plays. Yes, you may have a true disadvantage. Yes, you may sit there, be grasping at straws because they keep on taking away all your assets from you. But if you know your deck, guess what? Their assets are going to be back. You're going to keep on drawing assets left and right. Realistically and honestly, the one card that I wish that Watsi would reprint for me, okay, in Pioneer would be Moreland Haunt. I know it's kind of weird and going a little sacrilegious going, Dwight, really? Moreland Haunt? Especially in Rakdos mid-range, why not? Because the fact that, oh, I get to tap three lands, okay, I get a puny little 1-1, one, one, but it's still a 1-1 one, one that I can still attack with and still peck away at my opponent. Let me just tell you, honestly and realistically, Azorius is the real deal. It gets a bad, uh, uh, I guess a bad spin, bad publicity because nobody's actually running it. No one's actually playing it. Yes, the tough, out, tough, the matchups are tough. Yes, the interaction can be difficult if you do not know how to play it. But that's where I go back and tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Boo Crew, you can win the deck, but you just got to consider the key interactions, how you would sit there and play it in modern. If you can play modern Azorius, you can sit there and play Pioneer Azorius easily. Is your win rate going to be higher? No. But what I will tell you is if you're a good pilot, who cares about win rate? Because you know how to win. Just saying. So that's what I got to say about Pioneer. I had a great time. Now, I'm going to touch briefly on how I did in modern in modern i played my azorius deck and i had fun playing it i ended up going one one and one the reason why i went one one and one is because i went toe-to-toe with my friend dylan from play the game oh i'm oh, sorry play to win sorry play to win and please check out his channel on you oh excuse me <laughs> play to win on youtube okay cdh check dylan out it's a moral imperative I ended up going two, uh, two and one with him. And let me just tell you, it, it was one of the tougher matchups that I had. Uh, and he was playing Cascade. He was playing uh, the crashing uh, footfalls deck. And, you know, first game he had me, second game I had him, third game, uh, you know, I had Mausoleum Wanderer, Mausoleum Wanderer, Mausoleum Wanderer. And he's sitting there going, come on, bro. Like, you're really going to do this to me? Constant Mausoleum Wanderer? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And then the next deck I played, I ended up going 0-2 against five-color control. I mean, usually, you know, guys, that control, we have the advantage. It doesn't matter. But there's that new uh, enchantment with Flash, I forget what it's called, for six mana. And then it decreases for each mana type that's out there. That thing hit me multiple times. 
And he just, I had the young man, literally. I believe the young man's name is Serve, or Serve, uh, Sarver, Severance. I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. I thought I had that young man multiple times. The first game, honestly, was my failure because I, 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 I played poker poorly. I put in all my chips, and then he, you know, he supreme verdict, and that was my game. Where I could have just been patient, held back, let my creatures go, and then had some smooth interaction here and there. I cost myself the victory, game one. Game two, he had all the answers. There was nothing I can do. It was awful. Straight up awful. And then I, I, I decided that I had to go. I, the wife was like, listen, you got to come home. There's issues at home. I'm like, okay, fine. Not a problem. But I saw the player, and we played the play, play Merfolk. And let me just tell you, I had a great time. Uh, it was a tough matchup. Uh, he ended up, we going one and one. And then I was like, you know, when I got the, the notification, I was like, listen, I got to go. I'm sorry, my friend. So we split. And let me just tell you, I had a great time. I went one, one, and one. Uh, so I ended up getting what, like 450, 450 points, I think it was. Uh, maybe 400 points. I forget. I forget how Star City Games does it. But I ended up walking away with a multiple packs of the Brothers War. So I was excited about that. I was like, ah, you know, when I came in, not knowing what to expect, but just wanting to play games and, you know, better my skill as a Magic player and report back to you on how I did. Now, the fun part is, yeah. Uh, I ended up seeing multiple spirit players and it was cool to talk to them, but I'm going to report to you what I thought and what they shared with me. They thought their key the key cards were, and this is for me. Okay. There's one card that we all shared. That was a key, a moral victory in it comes to spirit. So ravishing, why don't you bring up the next slide? If you don't mind the next slide. Oh, the key. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's it. The key cards. Okay. That came in handy. With all of us, we all said Mausoleum Wanderer. I mean, sorry. Yeah, Mausoleum Wanderer. That card, hands down, is one of the best cards in Pioneer. Hands down, one of the best key cards in Pioneer. God, I wish, honestly, Watsi would make another Mausoleum Wanderer. So we can, you know, don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with, you know, Spectral Sailor. But you know, I know, we both know, hell, we would like to have another Muslim Wanderer over a Spectral Sailor. A Spectral Sailor, at least, that when a spirit comes into play, finally gets, you know, plus one, you know, gets plus one, plus one, but then you can sacrifice it and draw cards. That would be definitely fun. Just throwing it out there, Watsy, if you're watching. Other key card was slip out the back. Let me just tell you, uh, using this, to protect my creatures or even using this against my opponents, removing their creature from play. And they're sitting here like, what? Hold on. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I just targeted it. Uh, yeah. You suck. And they were upset. It was wonderful. Then Aether Gust. Aether Gust, hands down, was delightful. The fact that I could sit there and use it against Red Green Stompy and also Rakdos Midrange. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And then then finally, the honorable mention, Portable Hole. You know what? 
taking out my opponent's mana dorks when they least expected it was absolute delight. And anything that was small crumbing coming my way, trying to pretend that it was going to deal damage to me, it's like, okay, that's two mana. <laughs> Here's one mana and it's sitting there just twiddling its thumbs. Oh, absolute delight. So those are my honorable mentions. So Ravishing Pro back on me. So, Bucro. I said what I had to say about this. SEG Philly was a great time. I'm a little disappointed the fact that I wish there were more players there. It was, you know, realistically, the place could hold several, maybe a couple thousand people. And honestly, there was only a couple hundred, like let's say six to 700 people. But we all were in a unity. We were all there gathering to play Magic Gathering. We all interacted with another we shared our thoughts our ideology behind certain decks certain decks that were completely pimped out i saw a completely japanese foiled uh what was it a uh mill deck holy crap a japanese foiled you know mill deck and i'm sitting here like here's my 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 spirit stick it's all foiled out look how shiny and pretty it is the biggest reaction i got was oh i got a foil playmat Nobody's ever seen that before. So I was like, wow, yeah, I'm, cool. I'm a cool guy. But what I would tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance, check out SCG, you know, their events. Go out there, play games, interact with one another, and do not be afraid to test yourself and try different things when it comes to your deck, or especially trying different styles of decks. Don't limit yourself in just going, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to be a mono blue snow, you know, mono snow, mono blue snow player, or just be a band spirit player there's other flavors ladies and gentlemen don't be afraid to taste them all so with that being said ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you as a season of being thankful and then don't forget coming soon in the upcoming weeks this will be coming shipped to you someone around the world have fear no worry it doesn't matter if you're in uh maybe germany or if you're in italy or if you're in japan maybe nigeria maybe somewhere in latin america or you know north america you have a chance of getting this bad boy or shall i say well he's a bad boy but if it, if, if he feels in the mood to be a bad girl that's on that's on him that's on Raynar. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Boo Crew, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's Boo Sheet.